streets of gold, mansions in the sky, crystal seas. These are the things that that we look to by putting our faith in Jesus. But is faith in Jesus really about punching a golden ticket to his kingdom in the sky? I'm Pastor Jason Barnett, and this is a podcast-exclusive episode of the Dirt Pastorman Podcast. know where you will go when you die. When you and I as Christians, when we share Jesus with others, this is this is our go-to phrase. It, it doesn't matter whether we just met that person or we've known them for a long time. When we make the decision to share Jesus with them, we begin the conversation about Jesus with, where do you go? Where do you know where you'll go when you die? We focus in on the end of their life. The moment they're going to the, the, the part where after when they take their last breath, what's going to happen then? Now, there is a correct answer to that question. And that is extremely important. I don't want to downplay that. Faith in Jesus Christ is a ticket to eternal life in heaven. But how does having a ticket to heaven help us here and now? I thought Jesus loved me. I thought Jesus, who is God, cared about me and wanted to be a part of my life now. So how, how does how does going, going, I'm going to go to heaven when I die, how does that help me in the moment where I'm at right this second? Is Christianity really about going to heaven when you die? Our text for, for this video, for this uh, podcast episode is Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And it begins, Paul, an apostle, sent neither by human commission nor from human authorities, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the members of God's family who were with me to the churches of Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to set us free from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So this is this is an opening to a letter written to a group of churches in an area known as Galatia. So understand when the writer sat down and wrote this document known as Galatians, it, it was not, they did not intend writing it to address you and I today. They their ultimate goal was to communicate with these churches located in this area. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who's preserved this document for us. And, and just because the writer didn't intend for it to make it to you and I, does not mean that the Holy Spirit did not. In the first verse of this, uh, of this it, it, we are told who the writer of this document is. And the writer's name is Paul. And Paul was formerly known as Saul, and he was a, a man who believed the Christian faith was blasphemous against God. He was a Jew, and he was a devout Jew, one who strictly adhered to the law and to the prophets and and to things that, that he had always been raised to believe and taught to do. 
And so as he as he began as Christianity began to spread, and he saw that this this was challenging his understanding of God and and he and, and his belief and his love for God, he decided he was going to stand up against it. And so he sought to put an end to Christianity. Paul dragged Christians off to prison. He beat them, and he even encouraged them to be put to death. But all that changed when Paul was on a journey to Damascus. And that's when Jesus appeared to him. And it was in that moment, Jesus told Paul that he was to share the gospel with the Gentiles. And to make it clear, the Gentiles were pretty much anybody who wasn't Jewish. The words, I, the words you and I just read today were written by this Paul. And he is God's messenger to the churches of Galatia. At the very least, Paul believed he was sent by God. And in that belief, Paul was either correct or incorrect. So we, we must decide whether we accept Paul's claim. And up to this point, Paul has given us no reason to not take him at his word. So if we believe Paul is a man, is God's person, that God has commanded him to, to be this messenger to the Gentiles, and that the Holy Spirit is the one who's preserved the message of this opening text, then you and I better be paying attention to what it says. And if you're not sure and you're just curious, what is the harm in continuing to listen? In verse 3, Paul greets the churches with grace to you and peace from God. This is talking about salvation. A gift from God to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Every person is born a sinner and is a sinner. That means we are born living in rebellion against God. And to our very core, in our very nature, we are so bad that there is no hope to change ourselves. And we are incapable of being good. But because God loves us, and his standard for us was his holiness, he sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay the penalty of sin, to bridge that gap. Salvation is the work that Paul is meaning when he writes grace to you. Grace is God's gift to us, not because we've earned it, because that would be impossible. It is God's gift because he offers for his forgiveness and new life to us freely. And all we have to do is have faith in Jesus Christ. Now that word faith, you know, we so often we talk about putting faith in Jesus. We, 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 we flip out the idea that it's just simple as saying a sinner's prayer, saying this, this memorized prayer, or this, this track or something like that. And, and that's, that equals faith in Jesus or, or just being baptized equals faith in Jesus. And, and, and those things are great and those things are important. But faith is more than that. Faith is believing in Jesus, but believing in Jesus to the point where you've changed your mind and you change the direction of your life. That means you are living as a sinner, sinning as a sinner would. But because of what you recognize what Jesus has done for you, you change your mind about sin. You change your mind about how good you are and realize you are, you are the one who sinned against God. And you want to turn away from that life because of what Jesus has done for you. And you spend your life following after him and allowing his spirit to lift you up. 
Now, elsewhere in the Bible, Paul writes, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. It's not the result of works so that no one can boast. And I said it earlier, you cannot earn your salvation. You cannot, you cannot do enough good things to make up for how bad you are because of sin, the sins that you committed, and because deep down in your heart, you are a sinner. It is, it is steeped and saturated in sin, and your mind is corrupted by it. So you all by yourself are incapable of doing good. But because of what Jesus did for us, through the grace of God, faith in Jesus transforms your life. It has the power to change you. It's not your own doing, but it is the work of God. Now, because we experience this God's grace at work in our hearts, we, can, we live in peace. And when I talk about peace, that doesn't mean that, that, you're not, that your life is free from conflict uh, or that bad things don't happen to you or you won't be harmed. No, the peace is not a, a peace that is outside of you. It's a peace that's in your hearts, that knowing, knowing that you're in good standing before God. Grace assures us that our debt owed for sin has been paid by Jesus. So, so, there, so we know that God is not angry at us because he has no reason to be angry at us. And since we don't have to live in fear, grace helps us to live in compassion, kindness, gentleness, and integrity with our neighbors. Paul mentions in verse 4 that Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins. Jesus, the living word of God, made the decision to go to the cross and die for us. Understand, Jesus did not have to do this. Yes, he was, he was fully God. God incarnate. We read about that in the book of John. But even though he was God incarnate, he was also fully human with the ability to choose between right and wrong just like you and I. Only Jesus was not hindered by a sinful nature like we have. Because we couldn't save ourselves and because Jesus, the Son of God, loves us, he chose the cross. We were too broken to redeem ourselves, so Jesus paid the price for us. And this is why Jesus is worthy of our faith, love, and hope. This is why our everything rests upon him. Now, again, I said at the beginning, you know where you go when you die, right? And, and we talked about how faith in Jesus does guarantee us eternal life. It does punch you that ticket. It does guarantee you life in heaven with him. And it, mean, it means our, our last breath on earth here will be our first breath in heaven. But this is not what the Christian life is about. God's gift of salvation is not limited to after you die. Notice what Paul writes in verse 4. when He continues on. He says, Jesus gave himself for our sins. To set us free. To set us free from the present evil age. See, though we have the promise of everlasting life, we are still trapped in a wicked and violent world. Yes, we know we will go to heaven when we, when, when we die. But until that time, we are still stuck here. 
having to, to choose between one bad situation or another bad situation. Having to navigate living for Jesus in a world that's full of brokenness and hatred and, and, and corrupted by sin. And see, that wickedness and violence, it keeps people trapped in guilt, shame, and, and it keeps them trapped in brokenness and pain. And those are things that take the life out of us. And that's the problem. The real problem is that cycle of brokenness and pain that is connected with sin. And when Jesus, when Paul writes here and he says, what tells us about what Jesus did for us and about salvation, notice he doesn't talk about how salvation and escape in this evil age is an event that comes only after we die. What Paul is saying is that faith in Jesus breaks us free from the power of this world's wickedness and violence. It tells us that Jesus heals the brokenness and pain the world has caused. He tells us that, that Jesus, the salvation that he is offering to us, frees us from our worldly lusts and our vicious practices and our selfish motives. The world may lash out at us, but the love of Jesus in your heart absorbs the hate and empowers us to respond in love. See, the gift of salvation that Jesus has given to you is not simply something that's waiting for you at the end of your life. The eternal life that Jesus has promised you starts the moment you place your faith in him. And when I, when again, when I say place your faith in the minute that you change your mind about who you are and recognize that you are a broken, messed up sinner, undeserving of God's love, undeserving of God's grace. But then you turn in your heart, you turn away from that life, knowing that God's gift of salvation is available to you. And you leave that life behind. And that salvation that Jesus is offering you sets you free from this current evil age to where you are no longer bound to the, the, the shame and the guilt that go with having to live in sin. Jesus through the power of his blood, when, when his blood was spilled and it washed away our sins and it made us pure, it, it, we, it, it, had more, it has more power than we could ever imagine. You know, we sing that song about there's power in the blood, power in the blood, right? But see, so often we sing about it and we think about it. We, we, we think it was just simply to forgive us for the sins that we've committed, but yet we're still stuck and we still have to, we're still going to sin and thought word every day, but that's not true. The gift of God, salvation God has given to us, it frees us from our desire to sin. It cleanses us from that. It opens our eyes to that we don't have to live that way anymore because we have the life of Jesus Christ living inside of us. Jesus came to rescue us. And when Jesus came to rescue us, it was not simply for some futuristic event. Yes, faith in Jesus punches your ticket to heaven. Yes, faith in Jesus assures you that you're going to escape that final judgment. But the rescue itself was not for those two moments. It was not for those two things. The rescue, that, the rescue was for right now. Here, now, in this moment. 
Do you want to be free from guilt, shame, and the power of this evil now? Because that is what Jesus is offering you if you place your faith in him. The real question is, will you do it? Dear God, I thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray for those that are listening to this podcast episode. That they would realize that they are broken sinners, just like I am. But Lord, that you have you offer us salvation full and free for believing in you. Believing you in enough to, to recognize who we truly are and how, much, how far we have truly fallen short of your glory. But God, that we also recognize and see that the gift you're offering us was bought by your sacrifice on the cross. So that way we don't have to live in sin. But that we allow your grace to set us free. And God, when you set us free, we are free indeed. Would you set those who listening to this episode, would you set them free today? Would they experience the freedom that life in you? And the assurance of your peace that goes with them day by day. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dirt Pass Sermon Podcast. It was recorded live at the Greensburg Church of the Nazarene, located at 31 Bluebird Lane in Greensburg, Kentucky. Our theme song is called The Dirt Path, performed by Jeremy Edwards. If you would like to share a word of testimony with us or what God's been doing in your life, you can reach us at P.O. Box 215, Greensburg, Kentucky, zip code 42743. Or you can also find us at www.gbergnaz.com on the Greensburg Church and Facebook page or the Dirt Path Facebook page. 